Caroline. Oh, this is a big one. This is what we call in the podcasting biz a big one. This is a long time in the making. This is this is someone I've just sought after my whole life. You know, ever since I first saw her on my TV screen, I was like, who is this person? She's so funny. She's so different. She's beautiful. beautiful. I just I feel a weird connection to her. I feel a weird connection to her. Guys, welcome to the show, Lauren Lapkiss. Hi. Esther, do you remember when we um, got Pinkberry and we learned of all the things we had in common? Yes, that's why I brought that up. No, I I saw you on Are You There? It's Me, Chelsea, the NBC sitcom that you were on. Is that what it was called? Are You There, Chelsea? It's close enough i mean it was based on her are you book there, are you there vodka it's me chelsea so i feel like the name is many things yes so i saw you on that show and was like she is so funny and then i just hit you up and you're you're like yeah let's hang out we got Pinkberry. it was very like on brand we realized <laughs> we're both from we're from neighboring towns i'm from skokie you're from evanston which is insane like so much to catch up on on that. Also, I mean, now look, you're married to someone who was in my high school improv or my college improv team. Yes, we're just and Caroline. You just spoil the gap fest here, ladies. <laughs> but Lauren, I went to Northwestern, and I was on the Northwestern satellite improv team that was coached by the same adult male that Esther and I assume your husband had. Wait, right? Piero. Wait a second. Esther, are, were you... Was no, this Mike Abdel-Sayed. Yeah. Same. Oh, same thing. okay, okay. Different team because Mike had another team. My husband, Mike, had another team. Um, but that's so funny. That's such a small world. You went to Northwestern. That's amazing. I went to Northwestern. Uh, there's a lot There's a lot of Evanston chit-chat we need to do. There really is. I mean, and Esther, I haven't gotten now, to watch your special yet, but it, you talk about Skokie, right? Do you go to Skokie in it? I mean, there's so much Skokie in it. It's going to make you sick. (laughs) It's going to make you just disturbed greatly a deep amount. Now, I always forget, Lauren. bone chilling amount of Skokie. Where did you go to, Lauren, where did you go to school, to college? I went to DePaul in Chicago. Okay, that's right. Okay. Um, And you're a wild kid. Yes, I am. What was the, what was your high school thing? We were the Niles North Vikings purple just not that cute is, yeah not is cute. wild kit eths yeah wow yeah. and which high school was mean girls set at it it was eths wow like it's supposed to it's supposed yeah. to be like that yeah wow i know Huge. yeah they the were pedigree. in evanston the pedigree <laughs> that's 
all I have to say. I know. It's pretty cool. Wow. I, Lauren, while we're talking about Evanston, I was doing some research on you and I saw you wrote this like really fun essay for a lady mag. I can't remember which one about this, this jacket you bought at the Urban Outfitters in Evanston. Yes. It was for In Style. (laughs) (laughs) Urban Outfitters in Evanston. That Urban Outfitters, (laughs) two floors. Yes. Such a good urban. It was so good. Well, and I, when I was like in middle school, for some reason, my, I guess my brother knew about urban outfitters in Chicago. And so like we went there and I got like cool t-shirts that like, I didn't know what they meant and like wore them to school and thought I was the coolest person. And then when urban came to Evanston, that was like a huge moment. And also my friend's dad designed the urban in Chicago and possibly the Evanston one too, like the industrial sort of look of it all. Wow. Yeah. He's like the Frank Lloyd Wright of my heart. <laughs> like Frank Gary move aside. There's a new architect in the motherfucking house. That's insane. Oh, that yeah. that little corner, like that pocket in Evanston. Can we just like walk through it all together? <laughs> Let's just pretend we're right there on Oh my god. I'm I'm blanking on whatever street that was. Like well, so I guess it's Maple? behind Sherman Street, but yeah, it's yes. Maple. It's Maple. So Maple it's Sherman. there's that movie theater that came in, which was like amazing. That AMC. So nice. nice. So nice. The, uh, the only theater I'll go to. Yeah. As yeah. You, I don't, have you seen a movie in the past five years in Los Angeles? I don't see movies in LA. I fly to Evanston. I yeah. see them there. Okay. There, also, this is probably a little bit newer for your guys' time, but since I basically live in Skokie still, there's a pure bar right there on that corner where the Noodles and Company used to be, kind of across the street. Uh-huh. Um, I don't know if it'll still be there. We're really speeding it. past everything. Sorry. The, I've, done, I've done bar at that pure bar. Oh, uh, a few times. And yes. <laughs> so wow. My, my bad. I didn't realize uh, we were in the presence of Evanston Bar royalty. Uh, what can I say? Wow. Tiny, tiny movements. <laughs> big, big results. It is hard. It is very hard. It uh, is hard. One time, Lauren, we took a bar class. I didn't, I'm not gonna say we took it together, but one time we met in a bar class in Studio City. At Bar Method, yes. That was in, during Alone Together when I wrote for Esther's show and I was like cramming in these pre, these pre Alone Together bar workouts. That's impressive. No, I I didn't say to brag. I meant. Well, I hate you for it. I hated you for it then and I hate you for it now. (laughs) I just remember being like, wow, Lauren Lapkus is so cool. Like, no. Yeah, I was like. (laughs) Yeah, like, you know, that girl, like, she takes care of, she holds it down. She Look, that's fairly new. That's new to work out. I mean, I didn't, I haven't, I never worked out in my life until, like, I was 30 and I'm 34. No, I just turned 35. So I guess it's been a few years now, but I never did it at all. And then I started like getting into it. And so you caught me right when I was like starting to really get going. Wow. Little did I know. I mean, look, I love shoving a ball up pretty much in my (laughs) vagina, and just, oh, yeah. Oh, I love it. I think I pop it. physique is all going down. That's kind of the the vibe I'm getting. They all shut down. Pop that physique, sucks. I think, was victim of having, like, really bad management. They had so yeah. many locations at one point. It, it got it became like Starbucks, Pinkberry level locations. I think it yes. was like too many. Real estate. I wanted someone to write an expose on pop physique. I have this. I suspect that it was some sort of real estate scam. 
Stop. Mm. No. I remember I used to work with a girl who worked at one location. She's like, you don't understand. Like the founders are crazy. Like they have all this real estate. I've heard that. There is some article I read about the owners that was kind of crazy, but I can't remember what all the details were. Mm. But it felt like one of those things that was just like, totally unsustainable. As much as I liked going, I would go and then sometimes be like one of two people. And I'm like, this can't be working. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to brag, but I was client of the month at the Hollywood location once. There's a thing like client of the month? That's crazy. It was only at the Hollywood one because it was a <laughs> franchise. And there was different roles. Didn't you also tell me that you tried to like, you like tried to become friends with the staff and you would like (laughs) hang out there? Or am I imagining that? You're thinking of a story that became a storyline in Alone Together where my, my pop physique teacher invited me to a hangout. And when I got there, it ended up being a pyramid scheme event. (laughs) I think that's what you're referring to. Did that happen in real life? Oh, yes. No, that is the real life. Story. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> so Lauren, the reason we did invite you here is we want to talk to you um, about, <laughs> about Rodan and Fields, Rodan yeah. and Fields <laughs> lash growth serum. And I've literally heard that one is very good. I know. Same. Well, I, it is actually really good. I hate to say I've used it. I hate to endorse yeah. Rodan and Fields. It made my lashes like crazy, scary long. Okay. Hold on. I want to talk about Noodles and Company. I feel like we really yeah. like raced past. So Noodles we, and Company, yes. I'm from I'm from Sherman Oaks. So when I when it came to the Midwest, like it was as if a whole trove of culinary options opened up, the likes of which I had never seen before. I'm That's talking right, potbelly. Yes. That was a game changer. I had never. I was just going off about Potbelly last night in a show. I, I'm obsessed with Potbelly. I'm so sad that they haven't moved out here at all. Me, 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 me. It's a bit yeah. of a Midwest taste. I want to say I don't see there being a foothold for Potbelly in the Los Angeles area. Mm. You're crazy. It's so affordable. It's high quality. It's so good. Like, it, no, we need it. I would be so rich if we had pot bellies here because I would save so much money on food every day. You would I, also have so gout. Like pot belly <laughs> is a dangerous place. But so it was like pot belly and I noodles and company, which was a pot it was just pasta and you like ordered it at a counter. I don't even know how to explain. What are you confused about? What's, it's what's literally confusing? pasta, it's soup, it's anything with noodles. It was basically like you. those kids that only ate buttered noodles as children were like, what if we started a restaurant? <laughs> this is why it's perfect for me. I truly was like, like that as a kid. And so Noodles and Company is so perfect because it has like the most plain options. You can just get like the most plain chicken noodle soup or like a pesto pasta. Very simple. I love that. It's the simple. I know. I used to go every day in college. Man. Oh, Japanese wow. pan noodle, the pad thai, the buttered noodles. I mean, again, another place that I'm I'm missing deeply. Potbelly's, Jimmy John's. I know there's a couple out here, but I know I quality, love Jimmy John's too, but it's the, not that great. The quality doesn't transfer over. I agree. They aren't as good here. And I feel like there aren't enough places where I can like grab and go something like it doesn't feel that easy here. I will say I think Los Angeles has the worst lunch culture out of any major city in the entire world. Yeah. And part of it is because we're not a walking city. So there aren't those grab and go options that you're like passing three times a day. But what do we have? What is, what is the Los Angeles? Chipotle. That's the best I can find. Like sweet green. Sweet green. I think sweet sweet green's kind of dominated the casual lunch market and sweet green's polarizing. 
It really is. People really hate it, but I love it. I love sweet green too. I love it. Why do they hate it? Hate sweet green. They just don't know what they're doing. They don't know what they're doing. It's fine. They'll learn. (laughs) Lauren, I have a very important question. Um, The answer may determine how the rest of this day goes for all of us. (laughs) Did you or did you not growing up eat at Pita Inn? Okay, I didn't eat there. My brother did, and he still likes it. Oh, okay, fine. Uh, <laughs> confusing answer. Oh, very <laughs> strange. Very strange. But yeah. we'll fi- we'll fix that. Yeah, I think I would eat it now, but I um I was really picky as a kid, so there was just so few things that I really liked, and now now I'm much more open. But yeah, okay. She was like a cheese pizza queen. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, I truly, I loved sausage pizza as a kid. Then my brother told me it was weird, and I never had it again. <laughs> and I, I now like it again. And I was like, oh yeah, I like this. Like, I, I love this. I, this is like your eat, pray, love. You're finding yourself. <laughs> Except instead of going to Tuscany, you're like having sausage pizza. Like, wow, this is big. Oh, I. For those people that are listening who don't know what Pita Inn is, it's a Chicago. It's a Chicago. They know area. what it is by now. If they, we've know talked me. about it. But I just want to say, for those that don't know, when Esther told me there's a restaurant in Skokie that has the best hummus she's ever had, Mike, okay, I'm Persian. Like, when a girl from Skokie tells me that, I I, I didn't believe her. I thought you were crazy. But then I went, and it's true. It's the best hummus I've ever had. Hands Thank down. And that is, that is why we are still friends and par- business partners. <laughs> I do feel like I'm on the fence um, for you right now, and I have to, like, I have to eat it really soon just to fix whatever you will happened here. Risk. No, 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 you will. <laughs> it will happen. You will risk your worried. life. Put on full <laughs> here. I know that fucking sucks. I have to like go in like a hazmat suit if I want to get it at this point. Well, you know, you got to do what you got to do. Oh, how is your, how is your quarantine going? What's your day to day? Like, how are you? Cause you're in this business with us. It's like kind of shut down. Like, where are you at? How are you doing? I'm doing okay. I'm definitely like, I have a lot of ups and downs emotionally during this time. I'm like, I, one thing I've noticed is I have a tendency to like make myself really busy in general in life. And it's to the point where I'll like, you know, totally burn out and then like try to take things, like take things out of my schedule and then like build it back up again. And I've been doing that during this. I realized I'm like, it's not the same because I'm not going to a lot of places, but I'll have like three or four things in one day or, or like the expectation that I put on myself to like write something or do something. And it makes me feel really bad. And so I'm trying now to not do that to myself as much and just let myself like watch TV without thinking I should be doing something else. Cause I watch so much TV, but I'm usually feeling guilty while I'm doing it. And so there's, I'm trying to like find that balance at this point of like, I don't have to rush to do anything because nothing is being made. And there's all these pressures from outside forces like you should be doing so much because we have this time, but like, it's not accurate because I'm, I'm emotionally drained. Like, it's not like I'm normal, a normal time of year where I should, I have some time off and I might as well get something done. Like there's this feeling I think like in our community and in this business that like you need to use all of this time and make something or like have something ready to go the second you can make something. And like, that seems unhealthy. What are your thoughts? (laughs) No, I, I agree. I mean, this has definitely been a big learning experience for me. I'm a lot of things like, I'm just really learning how to manage my anxiety better. And also, um, to not be guilty for not doing anything like that. I really relate to that. That's an, and that's a lesson I'm learning 
that like, oh, oh, my other big thing is I have hobbies now. So I Ooh. have things that I do that are not my career and that are not work that like are and they're are not going to Whole Foods and Target because that's all that was my only hobby before. And I tie dye and I uh, guard I like mess around with my garden. Like I just do other things and it's made my mental Those are both health. synonyms for masturbating, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Mess around my garden. <laughs> I'm just, just like, I'm, I'm really learning. busy. I'm using my hands. <laughs> I'm learning how to have a more balanced, like full, well-rounded life and not just think that like I only deserve to work or like That's rest. nice. Yeah, whatever. See, is, I, yeah. I, I had moments where I was trying to get hobbies because I'm, I'm similar in that. Like I don't really do a lot of stuff that's not somehow connected to comedy or acting or whatever. And I started doing like piano lessons on my phone on this app and it was going really well. And then I just stopped and I haven't done it in months. Like it's so hard for me to force myself to do it, but I was really enjoying it. But it's, it's like once I break the habit, I'm totally screwed. And I also like haven't been exercising at all during this. I've barely, and that's probably playing a lot into my, you know, mental health, not being fully amazing fair enough I mean you did star in one of the biggest movies of quarantine (laughs) though like I love how you're like I don't know like I've just been like trying to it's like Lauren you had a huge accomplishment over quarantine you started the wrong missy which is the funniest movie of quarantine oh thanks it was really exciting when that happened and I think like part of that was good for me because I mean obviously it was good because I was really excited about the whole thing but getting to do interviews and stuff like made my days really full and that was cool. But then that kind of kept going even after all that stopped. Like I was like, I have to do this. I have to do that. And then like, it was kind of all unnecessary, but forcing myself to do things. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's cool that that happened, but at the same time, it's like September now and that was May. And there's like a part of my brain that's like really confused by that. So yes. <laughs> Wait, it's are, you sh- are you sure those are the months I <laughs> yeah. can well, we yeah. run that back for a second? That doesn't- Isn't that insane? No, oh, I don't like hearing that. Up. Lauren! I know. Sorry. <laughs> you're here. <laughs> Makeup. <gasps> I, I mean, look. I, uh, we're all so grateful for the wrong Missy. You brought so much joy into so many people's lives and just give yourself a thank you. Big, yes. Lovely pat thank on the back. Thank you. That's nice. For I that. It. It's so good. But I know that external uh, validation and compliments and successes and achievements don't always relate and translate to what's going on inside. So I understand that. I see yeah. you. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm going to therapy during this. So that's been cool. I mean, I was already going, but I stopped like at the beginning of the pandemic because I was like, she doesn't want to hear me cry about the pandemic. Everyone's doing that. And then I found other things. And I also feel like I could cry about that, too. And it's fine. But you guys, I'm just realizing I have like a new disease, like somehow over the course of this conversation, I'm coining this term. I think I have acute Zoom poisoning. What is that? I'm, I'm in a Zoom writer's room and like that's just Zoom all day long and I'm doing zoom meetings. I'm zoom podcasting. I have a zoom sickness. I have true, true zoom poisoning of the mind. Yeah. I relate to that. I find zoom extremely draining in a way that like regular conversations aren't, I feel like a writer's room must be really hard for that. Like it's just, it's surreal. So these are all complete strangers who I'm, we were just supposed to jump in and like, 
you know, form banter and like connections with. And it's so hard to do that when you can't like break off and have a side conversation with somebody right. all on this grid. And it's all people's torsos. Like I didn't see people's legs. <laughs> I, ha- I still haven't seen a lot of the people in the rooms. Like it's, it is bizarre. Like I can't really tell how tall people are. I, yes. I find that to be, I find that to be really disturbing, but it's, I mean, you form a sense of closeness with people, these like digital simulacra and it's a big word. Yeah. It's, it's really, uh, it's changing my conceptions of like what friendship and what human contact is. But that's such a good point about how you can't break off and have a side thing. Like I was in some group thing and it's such a different, it's like being at a party and everyone just staring at each other. And like, if two people want to talk, then everyone stares at them while they talk. Mm. And then like, like you don't get at, you can't connect in that sort of setting. It has to be like one big conversation. Wait, oh I might gosh. be realizing that Zoom, that is actually my dream in person hang where everyone has to pay attention to everyone at the same time. And there can be no <laughs> side combos because that sometimes I'll have a, a gathering and it's too many people. And I'm like, what are they talking about? What are they talking about? But I yeah. like it to be, you know, 10 people in a circle and we're all in the same conversation. That does sound good. But I know what you mean, Caroline, about Zoom fatigue. Like Zoom, I, I I don't know. My other I have another podcast, Esther Club, and like I don't I don't like Zooming. I'll do it for Caroline and this show because it's worth it, because we can have such good conversations with cool people about important things like makeup. Um, but yeah, it's Zoom is it's a bummer. My Zoom. How do you do your other one? I do it just me or like when I had my friend Annie Letterman come and do it today. What's funny? What? Just, it's really just you doing a stream of consciousness into your phone <laughs> camera. It is amazing. And that's what I thought. Cause I've like listened to it. And I was like, I, I know you did a solo episode, but I didn't know if that was a kind of like a consistent thing for that show. Is it typically just you? That's so hard by the way. I don't know how she does it. I, some call it the ramblings of a mad woman. Some <laughs> call it a very successful solo podcast. I am Esther, truly amazed that you have like enough to say and the stamina to do that. <laughs> I'm not being facetious. Like I, the I'm stamina. Yeah. Do you plan what you're going to talk about at all, or is it just fully like one thing to the next? Well, it's about 98 percent announcements. So <laughs> two percent. Esther and I both started multiple quarantine businesses, and <laughs> poor poor podcast listeners, they just have to hear. Don't. I can't. Esther, you you're you're doing God's work. I mean, Lauren, you're no you're no slouch yourself. You are the queen of podcasting. I can't stop doing how many, them. How do you do now? Do you all the ones you start? Do they go all the time, or are they seasons? And like, how does it work? Can you walk <laughs> yeah, us through? So, and walk us through your. You could ecosystem. send us like the ad agreements. Like, we really want to look at some of those. I, I I would love to explain. I um a lot of them I've I've wrapped up and they're kind of in the past until unless I decide to bring it back. Um, so currently I only have newcomers, which is my show with Nicole Byer, where we watched all of star Wars, the first season. And then this season we're watching all of Lord of the Rings, which is no small feat, by the way, they're fucking the longest movies I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> um, and I have a Patreon where I kind of just do whatever I want from week to week. So I do like watch alongs or like improv or conversations, whatever. Um, and that's been really fun. I started that like in November. So I was really glad I had that once this whole lockdown happened because I knew how to do all this podcasting stuff from home. So it's been really an easy transition into doing these on Zoom. But 
Um, but yeah, I mean, I had like raised by TV with John Gabris. We would do that as like seasons. We'd kind of sign contracts that were for like a certain number of episodes and then we would complete that. And then, you know, there's a whole thing with the way Stitcher premium works, um, which I don't need to bore you with, but it kind of explains why a lot of these podcasts at Earwolf like function in a certain way, which is that you do it, you sign a contract with Stitcher. And so people have to like pay for the subscription to listen, or they can wait like six months and then it'll start being released for free week by week. Um, and so then it kind of feels like it's always ongoing because you're promoting it like all the time, even though you're promoting an episode from like six months ago, which is kind of a little bit challenging, I think. But, um, yeah, so I'll be coming back with Freedom, which is my show with Paul F. Tompkins and Scott Ackerman, and we'll be doing that soon, I think. Um, but we're trying to figure out how to do it in this time. And because our show is really like we talk over each other and we're like really annoying to each other. And I do feel like being in person is really helpful for that. Ooh. And so we we're thinking about doing it with like really long wires in a backyard. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, we'll see. It's like Marconi. It's like back to the early days. It's like a can on a string. I. It's super weird. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I'm like, I'm very much a COVID um, paranoid person. I like have no interest in being close to anyone. So the only way I'm going to do that is if like I have my own microphone and I'm like more than 10 feet away from them. So we'll see. <laughs> really long wires. The future of podcasting. <laughs> I love wow. your hustle. No, I, your hustle is incredible. inspiring. We do. We we adore you on this show. If like the glowing up vision board has you front and center. Oh, that's like, very nice. It's a picture Thank of you. Lauren and then a picture of the pad tie at Noodles and Company. <laughs> Those are kind of like our guiding principles here. Sorry, I'm also just remembering that Noodles and Company had a punch card, like a really good punch yes, card. Yes, yes. Okay, yeah, I'm they feeling did. seen right now. Anytime pasta and punch cards overlap. I love a punch card. Pinkberry had a punch card. I don't yeah, go there anymore, did. but I w- I used to go there all the time, but there's there's not one near me anymore. I yeah. got Same. in a bit of a tough a tussle with Pinkberry management in Studio City. I remember this. Esther, Why? do you remember this? It was something about the birth- It wasn't your birthday. <laughs> it wasn't my birthday. And, you know, a lot of companies, when you get a free birthday treat, they they give you a bit of like a day window on either side. Because yeah. you can't always make it there on your birthday. I'm sorry. Some then of that's too bad. You have, that's how the birthday system works. Dude, Look. Lauren, we, I'm so convinced that the Studio City Pinkberry has a sign up in like behind in the office that says, <laughs> it is not this woman's birthday. <laughs> well, I think I went in and I was like, it's my birthday. Like, can I have one? It was like the day after my birthday. They're like, great. Can I see your ID? And I was like, you can see it. But like, it was actually my birthday yesterday. But like, it's still my birthday. Can I have yeah. one? I was trying to play like Darth Vader mind games. I think you're totally right for a day late on that because like your yeah. birthday, your main activities might not be to go visit every place you can get a free thing. I mean, like that could be fun, but like Pinkberry is my, maybe not your first location on your birthday. Lauren, tell it to Sugarfish, okay? Because they're not going <laughs> to give you birthday? strict. They'll do birthday, but you have to be, it's your actual birthday with your ID and you have to dine in. And, and what do you I get? Dine? You got to trust uh, me. Trust me. Dude, I'm doing that. But you ha- I mean, my birthday was a few days ago, but... Happy birthday, Virgo Thank queen. You. You, have, you have to dine in at the Sugarfish and check in twice prior in the year up to your birthday. What? 
I don't know how it's such a racket. The pandemic. It's not a racket. It's not a racket. I won't allow that. Well, I mean, there I died you in alone check on my in twice. But see, that's not fair because what if you can't afford sugarfish, but you're like, oh my god, they do a free birthday thing. That'd be so amazing. It's only for you can sweet, you can sweet talk them a little bit. I've I've had some luck. Like sometimes the check ins don't register. I've I've gotten into some tense conversations with sugarfish staff to get that. Esther, did I ever tell you the one time that I went to a full birthday dinner with my family on the way home because I wanted my three trust me so badly, sat down by myself and then just had a whole second dinner by myself. I love you. (laughs) So, so. I've done it alone, a solo (laughs) trust me birthday thing. I I did that once. We've all been there. Nothing like a solo trust me to really force you to think about what you've done and what led you there. <laughs> and what you're willing to do for $27. <laughs> it's hard. It's hard, but it's it's good. It's good to talk about this. It oh, my hard. gosh. Ugh, birthday treats. Lauren, did you do anything fun for your you birthday? Know, so I was really hoping to be out of quarantine by birthday time, and that was not the case. <clears throat> but I do think we'll all get to have our birthday in this. So that's kind of great. Yeah. Um, and mm-hmm. I had a really great day, actually. I got, um, uh, I think there's a little bit of this. My, my theory is that birthdays in this time, people feel a little um, sad for you because you can't do anything cool. And so I had a lot of deliveries from friends of like, I got a lot of donuts. I got a lot of cake and cupcakes like delivered to me and flowers. And so I was really um, living a great life for that day. And I was really happy. So it was a really, it felt really special. It felt like a special day. And I was really in a good mood. I didn't, yeah, I didn't feel sad. I think sometimes I feel sad on my birthday, but I mean, I, this quarantine birthday was one of the best birthdays I've ever had. I had, it was my 30th. I felt so much pressure to like do something big, have the best party ever. And then all of that pressure was taken away when we went into yeah. quarantine and I could just enjoy my day and not have to worry about like sending out a funny email to all my friends to like meet up at like the perfectly coolest bar that I picked, you know, like, wait, that's really true. Maybe that's why I felt so good this year that I didn't have that pressure where I have to be like, who's coming and what, and are they going to show up and who's going to bail and who's going to, you know, like all those feelings that happen with like throwing something and the pressure of that and everyone like paying attention to you in a certain way. It is weird. Oh uh, yeah. Oh, I, I don't, I don't think I want to go back to the old way. Caroline, will you tell Lauren and the listeners about my birthday this year? <laughs> oh, uh, wait, what did we do for your birthday? What did the you Esther do? Summit. Oh, God. I'm sorry. I've, I've <laughs> tried to bury it and repress it. When was your birthday? Mar- it was March 2nd. So it was right before lockdown, like a week before. But I was already fully afraid and ready for lockdown. Oh Esther, may I? <laughs> In Esther's defense, since January... She's been on COVID Reddit. Like I was going, I was hanging out with Esther in January, February, and she's like, you don't understand. This is going to change our lives. You're amazing. Yeah. I'm just afraid of everything. So I pay attention. It's not good. I no. should have been enjoying my final moments. Well, <laughs> your slow descent into madness started in like early January. So you were grappling with something bigger than all of us, like way back then. And Thank a you. lot of us. Uh, we disregarded you, we laughed at you, but like you were right the whole time. So come March 2nd, we're at like a a fever pitch in America. Esther's at peak anxiety. It's like she's been carrying COVID on her shoulders with her friends and family. (laughs) And then that that all met, there was a nexus of all of that with Esther 
may I say, imagined that you had mold growing in your house? Oh, oh. <laughs> so her oh. birthday turned into an Esther anxiety reduction summit. It was basically like the birthday party equivalent of a thunder vest where like three <laughs> of Esther's closest friends had to just sit her down and be like, there is no mold. Like everything's going to be okay. It was just, it was sad. So how did was, you figure out that there wasn't any mold? Uh, there, she's kind of exaggerating. It wasn't really a mold. It was more that I was having real, it was like a bad allergy situation that I was having that I've since figured out. I just have allergies and need to take Zyrtec every day, but it was more, more than that. It was anxiety. I just, th- it, earlier this year I learned, oh, I have a, my anxiety is not just like, I'm anxious. It's an, it's, it's an anxiety disorder. So I, I started an anti-anxiety medication. Like I'm better now, but I think being afraid of COVID and like just spinning out about anything in general and having all that free time at the beginning of the year just led me to that path. And the Esther birthday anxiety summit was like days before I started my meds. So Caroline really got to be a part of that. Yeah, it sounds really intense. Sorry, yeah. I don't know why. I made <laughs> Lord, her tell no, you. I'm not. I'm not. I'm, I'm not afraid of it. I'm just. Lord, we'd, lo- we'd love to have you at the next one. <laughs> I would love to be there to just hold you we down. Would love, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Esther, next time we we need straps of some kind, <laughs> some sort of jacket restraint type thing. Do you have a gravity blanket? Mm. I have one in my Skokie home. <laughs> you need one here. Yeah. I just got one for Mike and he loves it. And I, I, I've worn it to sleep one time, but it's too heavy for me because it's for his body weight. Oh. But, um, but I really did fall asleep really quickly. It was cool. Wow. It's kind of amazing. Wow. What heavy books with like heavy old books <laughs> on top of in a, a duvet. <laughs> <laughs> Would that work? I, uh, I, I want one. I flirted with it, but I don't you'll know. Never, you'll, you'll never pay the price. The retail so price. Cheap. Yeah. <laughs> is that, is that true? Never, it'll never happen. <laughs> she's, there's she's always discounts. Never. I have a discount code for you. If you, if you do want to do it, my friend, uh, Alan Gale posted a discount code and I remember like months later and sought it out. I love it. I love using coupons. Like a gravity blanket won't hit the same if I can't purchase it on impulse at a Tuesday morning. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like Tuesday morning. Sh- wow. That's Midwestern, isn't it? I mean, they don't have that out here. Do yeah. They? I guess the equivalent here would be like, um, like a TJ Maxx. Tuesday morning's different than TJ Maxx. It's almost like Goodwill, but like better. <laughs> <laughs> Caroline, yeah. if she ever gets a gravity blanket, it's going to be something her mom bought at a Sherman Oaks Goodwill. That's, that's her only choice. Yeah. Oh if, 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 if it doesn't get picked up in a box on the side of a street, then I'm pretty much, yeah, not interested. <laughs> to be fair, I did buy my gravity blanket at, on Black Friday at Menards. Oh my, oh my God. God. <laughs> I just replied. <laughs> oh, oh my God. Speaking of, uh, <laughs> of Midwest area <laughs> superstores. I can't believe they even sell that there. I feel like, isn't it like a hardware store or no? Maybe I've dude, never been there. Dude, if you haven't. Oh. Thanks, Lauren. No, no. Menards? It's be 20 minutes on Menards. Menards Black Friday? You don't even know, bitch. Do you Wait, want wow. a man cactus for 99 cents? Yes, I, I got do. one. Well, Esther, Esther last Thanksgiving was like, I'm going to go back to Skokie for Black Friday. It's going to be awesome. We're going to hit Menards. And I'm like, okay, like. 
that's interesting. Like, and when I think Black Friday, it's like big ticket items. That's the point of Black Friday. Right. You get TVs. a big screen TV. Yeah, yeah. It's like, it's yeah. big items. And then Esther was like, wait till you see my Black Friday haul. It was crazy. And it was like four tchotchkes. <laughs> <laughs> A tiny, yeah, like a desk cactus, a gravity blanket, and like like a slap bracelet or something. You're like, I waited in line <laughs> since 3 a.m. It was the best Black Friday ever. I, I, I've like tried Black Friday a couple times, and I find it really disappointing and like kind of scary. But the one time that it worked really well for me was I got every season of Sex and the City on DVD at Target. And wow. it was like $2 a set. Wow. It was so awesome. Yeah. Wow. I love looking at my big DVD sets that now are completely meaningless. <laughs> that I, I know. painstakingly bought and spent hundreds and hundreds of dollars on. Nothing gives me, uh, nothing gives me greater pleasure. <laughs> okay, Lauren, this is kind of a detour, but um, in my research, as I mentioned earlier, I was really impressed to see that you have done what I find to be the peak of celebrity journalism, an Us Weekly What's in My Bag. <gasps> Oh my God. I was so excited about this. This is like, I feel the same way about those. I I flipped the back immediately to see those. Yes. Obsessed. Yes. I spent, I painstakingly put it together. I I truly was like very obsessed. Well, I'm going to pull it up because I kind of want to talk about it. Um, Lauren, I'm like the thought that you painstakingly put it together. I just want you to know it, it matters to some of us. Yeah. Like we feel that work and it, it means a lot. Okay, Lauren, the number one thing that I have to ask you about in the what's in my bag, and Esther is the person that introduced me to this product, Jow hand sanitizer. Talk Best. to us. Only. Okay, so um, that hand sanitizer I learned about from makeup artists because they all have it and their hands smell so good as they're putting makeup on you. And so it, it started to give me like a, just a happy feeling. And then I realized I could buy it, which I had never considered. I just thought like only they have that or something. <laughs> and so I bought it and then Madewell started selling it. And so did Anthropology, I think. Um, and that also made it easier to get. And it's just the best. And I've been using it during this time obsessively. Mm. And it's nice because it smells like lavender and most hand sanitizer, especially right now, because everyone's making their own version and they're all like gross and bad. Have you noticed this? They have that chocolate smell. Have you guys noticed? Yes. I have one that smells like, I don't know, like burning rubber. It's like so gross. But they'll also like leave your skin dry. Like I just none of them are working for me. I agree. This one is the best and it's got a really nice blue bottle Mm. and it just feels fancy. It feels kind of like, you know, it's like $10 for a fairly small bottle, but it lasts you a really long time. Oh, does it ever? Does it ever? And has anyone in the Zoom, have you ever used Jow for one of the alternative uses that it mentions on the bottle? Off the top of my head, it's zit zapper. Like deodorant. Underarm deodorizer have either of you guys tried that at all I never have but I always like knowing it's there like (laughs) the fact that I'm like if I'm running around and I realize I forgot deodorant this is in my bag that feels very safe yes okay every time I pull it out Dave is like Jow it's not just for hands he always makes (laughs) fun of their tagline that's what they pay Dave the big bucks for okay (laughs) he's the real freaking deal okay Lauren talk to me about your super goop glow stick. I was very surprised to see of all the super goop products you went with the glow stick. Well, the glow stick I have to say was given to me for free, Mm. which is how I got into it. Um, and I like it because you can just swipe it right on. It's like a stick. It's like a, 
it's just how did you it's almost like a deodorant stick but it's clear it is it's a slimy motherfucker it's yes it's but it's like matte it's like weird like it makes your skin kind of matte and I just like how easy it is to put it on I like a stick I like that my hands don't get all covered in shit like when you're squirting out a big old glop of sunscreen Mm -hmm. and it makes me more likely to use it I'm really bad with sunscreen and also I thought super goop was from goop like forever and then learned like we all did we all made that mistake yeah I think that's a huge problem I uh yeah it's a bit of a struggle with that we struggle (laughs) it's a bit of a misdirect yeah Uh, it made me think it was like way fancier than it was it still is fancy but um but yeah I recently bought another one by them that has like a bit of a tint to it which I didn't know because I bought it on online at Sephora and like it came and then I was kind of disappointed by that because I don't really love a tint that I haven't really worked on. You know what I mean? Like finding the exact right match. Was it the mineral sunscreen? Because that one it has might a be. bit of a tint. Yeah. And it's supposed to like make your skin kind of like blurred. Yeah. You know? Yeah, <laughs> which I guess is good. But. For me, blur just is code for it's going to pill on your skin and right. sit super weird. Yeah, I haven't been using it, but I do. I still like that other stick. We ask all our guests this. Are you wearing sunscreen inside during quarantine? I am, but it's out of um, laziness, I guess, because I'm really bad with um, finding products that I really like. And I tend to, in a moment of panic, just pick something randomly. Mm-hmm. And so like right now I'm using like Cetaphil, like sunscreen moisturizer, which yes. is like basically like, I don't know, very basic, I guess. I were like, you know, standard. Oh, issue. yeah. Drugstore. Um, yes. Good. And I use that every day. Um, but I wonder, I, I read something that was like, you're supposed to wear sunscreen inside too. Is that true? Yeah, it's fear mongering. It's totally true. Like UVA, UVB rays, they're going through windows. They're attacking us. But like, put it on if you remember. Don't put it on if you forget. Like life's too Oh my short. God, that is so not the attitude you gave me when I told you I wasn't wearing it. Oh, <laughs> different. Okay, were you, were you in a well, big Netflix movie this summer? Can I say, can I say my mom has amazing skin and it's like the first thing everyone compliments her on. And she, her big thing is that when when she turned 30 ish, she started using sunscreen every day. And so I always think like, I need to be doing that because that's the one thing she swears by. And so I try to do it when I think about that and like, you know, putting moisturizer on my neck and trying to like prevent things. Cause right now I feel fine, but I'm like, this could turn fucking south. Dude, someone sent in the craziest tip to glowing up and I'm going to share it with you guys. It's, he happens to be a male model. I know him. I barely know him, but he listens to glowing up and he's like, I think you need to share this tip of the world that apparently people in the know use skincare on the back of their neck. (gasps) I've never heard of this. And apparently the back of the neck an oft neglected area that can show aging. I mean, it sounds crazy, but he says that like he's heard this tip from industry insiders. This is crazy, but it makes me think that like maybe the back of the neck would affect the front of the neck. Like if the back of your neck starts to get older looking, then it would obviously it's connected right there. Yeah, I don't know. That meridian is very tenuous. Because <laughs> I'm doing it right here, just that front little oh, patch, yeah. pretty much. Hit, like it's not going beyond that. Hit the jowls, jowl prevention, <laughs> jowl prevention. I should say. I mean, uh, skincare. They say it should go down to the nipples. Like uh, it's a time issue. 
Have you tried that bum cream or whatever? That the like, Sol, de, Sol de yeah. Janeiro bum bum boom boom. I have it's that. Pronounced boom, is it boom, boom boom. Ladies, let's oh, show it know. the respect it deserves, please. Um, boom boom cream. I've been I've used that a bit, but um, there's something. It feels like I'm really treating myself when I do that because I'm like my butt needs cream. Like it feels like it's not my standard, um, you know, routine. Oh my god, are you kidding? My favorite part of my my like moisturizing routine is hitting the butt and I'll say it hitting the puss. If I'm like, what? what? <laughs> May I step back for one second just to say I went through this phase and Esther, you went through it too, where we use this product everyday oil, which is like, yeah, I have that. Yes. Yeah. It's the best. Mm-hmm. And I think one of our guests came on and was like, I just will slather it all over the outside, you know, like respectfully, obviously, you know, you don't want stuff getting up in there, but like, it'll just, it's so natural. Like it makes the area look, feel, smell good. Mm. Of course it depends on the product, but I will hit it with a, without abandon. That's all I'm going to say. Interesting. Now, do you use the everyday oil that is scented? Cause I have the one I have is scented and I don't know if that would make me. It's fine for me. I've got a, what they call in the biz a strong puss. <laughs> Unflappable. Like, My it's the unsinkable Molly Brown is how I <laughs> Are you like swiping in and up? Like can you give some graphic details? No, please? it's more like slap and around. It's like slap outside. It's not like there's no there's palm. no there's no like inside. Like it's not that. Esther, do you ever get bikini waxes? I'm asking because I feel like you would be someone who either would be totally for it or totally against. I did it in high school weirdly and then stopped for like 10 years. And then I got one recently. I have a really great person if you need a recommendation, but I don't, I don't know. I'm my body hair relationship is really complicated. I, I got a lot of it. I got, I like have pubes like on the upper thighs. It's, <laughs> it's so much going on that and I don't it doesn't bother me like it's not an insecurity yeah. for me the way like I don't know I just like cellulite and stretch marks and body hair I've had it for so long I don't care um yeah. what's you are you do you bikini wax what's your status I typically do but during this time I'm obviously not able to go do any of those things and so I'm just kind of like dealing with it in my own way but you it's, can get it's someone t- to see you outside, I think. Do I want to do it outside? Mos- mosquitoes this year? Like, I don't think so. <laughs> Go ahead in the morning. Do it in the morning. Have someone come if you have a, any privacy in your yard. I have some if you want to have an appointment out here at my balcony. Kate <laughs> Berlant was going to come to my balcony. I think she's coming next week to get her pussy waxed outside That's here. hilarious. I, um, <laughs> I'm curious to hear how that goes. I'll have to text her about that. I, I'm like, I'm kind of just like letting it be a quarantine, you know, change Trend. just like take a break and like you know it's expensive so that's like yeah. seven six also seven months the right there that I'm not spending money painful physical sensation like in human existence and so awkward really I mean like you get over yeah. it pretty quickly but it is awkward and so I was thinking about it because you were saying like you're putting this this oil and like they do that stuff and then it's like I think that's the part that kind of makes me feel like it's the most personal is when they like mm. put oil on you after and then it's like right. oh now you're just touching it when they treat you like an adult baby and they're <laughs> <laughs> there's <laughs> nothing exactly appointments yeah. my uh, woman there's nothing awkward with her so let me know if you need someone she's very she knows what she's doing she's to the point she's she's good okay good to know it won't it won't be it won't be sexual there will be no tension look i love that i don't want to be 
this girl, but I will never understand why women don't get their vaginas lasered. It is like, it is the same price, if not cheaper than getting a wax. And after like three or four sessions, you're done. Well, see, I had it done once and I had gotten a Groupon for it, which is probably my first mistake. And I did like the just the bikini line. I was like, let's just get that taken care of. And I got totally bruised and it like lasted months. And so I was like, well, I'm never doing that again. So that was why I've never done it again. But I feel like it could be fine. Maybe it was just a bad place or something. Well, you also do look like you have sensitive Nordic skin. Yeah, <laughs> seriously, which is like scary yeah, with that I kind do. of stuff. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I never really thought about that with the laser thing, but yeah. Well, yeah, I look maybe revisit it. Maybe don't do it with like a discount or a coupon. Uh, Groupons were huge for a second, though. By the way, I feel like I don't know what anyone's talking. About. No one's talking about Groupons anymore. But like, there was a period of time where I was like, "This is how I find what I'm going to do next." Oh, <laughs> just scrolling around and like, well, yeah, why Chicago-based Chicago-based Empire? Yeah, true. I knew a cool lot of people kids. who yes. worked there. All yes, well, cool, funny people <laughs> would work at Groupon, and I'm like, "What do you do?" They're like, you know. I know. I think they were like the funny like copy that would come with no, the it's like want to go paragliding like. <laughs> it's gonna be great so funny why do we why have they kind of faded out what's going on with because that? so many companies like groupon came about and i think it kind of watered down the market a little bit and uh, yeah maybe with the internet like finding um deals is easier now than it was then right like i feel like that was like 10 ads. years ago yeah. yeah also i think they did have financial problems like they did over hire and they like maybe ran out of money I feel like Groupon had, it gave its death rattle and like it came back to life briefly with Tiffany Haddish. Right. She was really talking about it. I thought that was very confident of her to take Will and Jada on a Groupon date. That is definitely one of the all-time greatest. I thought that was very cool. I know. There's no one like her. (laughs) No, she's amazing. She's She's incredible. Caroline, because you said the words financial problems, can you tell Lauren about what your mom said when you went to a nose job consultation? So Lauren, I've like struggled my whole life with, you know, getting a nose job. It's like sob story. Wow. Wow. Like poor Caroline. Like, you know, I never know if I should get it. So um, I have a very like Persian pro plastic surgery mom. And she's like always trying to get me to go get one. She's like, I found she's a dental hygienist in LA. Pro plastic surgery mom. I don't know how else to say it. So she was like, Caroline, I found, I heard of this guy. He's Armenian and he's in Glendale and he gives all the Armenian girls their nose jobs and they only cost $7,000. And I'm like, mom, like that sounds a little scary. She's like, no, you don't understand. Like I saw his work. It's amazing. I'm going to take you there. Like, just trust me. And I'm like, of course, like, let's go, let's go check him out. So (laughs) this is like last year, uh, not too long ago. So we like go check him out and it's like, couldn't be sketchier like it's it's like it's like a rundown (laughs) office like usually plastic surgeons will do like a cgi mock-up of what you're going to look like after this life-changing surgery he didn't do that he just held a pencil on my nose and was like it's gonna look like this and he like pulled it up with a pencil and he's like do you like it i'm like i can't commit 
to like the pencil <laughs> technique. No. Yeah. So I was like, mom, I don't think it's going to work. She's like, I think he's fabulous. Like it's cheap. Like this is perfect. And so we're like on our way out. And again, it costs seven. It's, it's very cheap. Nose job. How much is it usually? They're like 20,000. Oh, I didn't realize it was that much. 15 to 20. I don't know. And on the way out, she's like, let me see if I can like get, get them down. And again, <laughs> and I'm like, okay. it's cheap already. And we're leaving. And my mom like goes up to the woman at the front desk. Who's like a receptionist doesn't handle the billing at the plastic. Surgery. She's and she, my mom was like, my daughter, she's having financial problems. She's very poor. Like, is there any sort of program? The girl's like, no. Like, I don't even know what you're talking about or how oh you think God. this works. And then I think my mom's like, she's a student. Like, always like throwing in that that someone's a student. Like, my mom like thinks that's gonna work or like change things. She's, she's a, a poor, student. ugly student. <laughs> they were just like, she needs it, ma'am. Please leave. Like. You're oh at a my discount nose job doctor. Uh, yeah. And they, they... Have you ever gone to a place where they give you a consultation, like where they mock it up? No, I I really, I really want that. You need I don't feel yeah. like you need it, but I'm, I'm also like someone who would say that. So I, I think it's fine if you do do it, but I feel like you have a very nice nose. Thank you so much. I think that the Zoom... Uh, retouching and like <laughs> zoom there's zoom dysmorphia that you're experiencing i have a perfectly out. like i'm like getting like a the sun on half of my face it just makes me look completely different oh my god but esther I, I have a theory that zoom makes you look like ghost mr burns where it's just like your whole <laughs> face is washed out and everyone looks fucking gorgeous i agree caroline is beautiful and doesn't need a nose job but i if you want one i support you on the journey yeah like all i mean that's pretty much how i feel about plastic surgery for other people I mean it's like if you want it that's fine but I but it's such a huge change I think that's one of the things that makes me nervous about the idea is like a nose can change your entire face like without like the way you look completely I mean like the standard example is Jennifer Gray but from Dirty Dancing yeah hers that was she looked completely different where you kind of go is that her and then it's we it's crazy to like how much that changes it it's really hard to get a doctor you say I want a subtle nose job and I want to still look like myself it's really hard I think to find a doctor that like gets that yeah and isn't just going to give you like an upturned swoopy right. slope yeah I mean but there are also some of the, you know, great nose jobs in history. We're talking oh, yeah. Blake Lively. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Kim Where's Kardashian. Brie Larson. Oh, yep. Oh, yeah, I didn't know guess. that one. Yeah. yeah. I mean, pretty much very like subtle. every celebrity. So I know. Many. And that's the kind of crazy thing. And I think that's part of what's so weird about this like business is that it feels like oh eventually everyone just does that and you don't even necessarily know if they did yeah i wish more people were open about it yeah like the way that so chris jenner is but uh <laughs> okay and they're ending their show 20 20 seasons in oh Very god lauren you do not strike me as the type of girl that watches kardashians I do watch the Kardashians. Yes. Not, not all. I haven't watched every single season, but I mean, definitely the old stuff. The more recent stuff, I've fallen off a little bit because it started to feel really scripted. But the older stuff, really fun. Yeah. You're like a Robin China girl through and through. 
<laughs> what do you think they're going to do next? Like, doesn't it seem like you know something even bigger is coming with them if they turn something down? Like, is For it going to be sure. like a they're huge Netflix something. deal or like Chris uh, Jenner network? Like, what's going to um, Yeah, maybe a network or maybe their own like company where they like. I mean, they probably already have that, I guess, but they probably make things I don't even know. But I think you guys are on to something with this Netflix deal. I could definitely see that happening. I I don't know, though, but the businesses are so lucrative. Yeah, I mean, I wonder I kind of figured with all the Kanye stuff that it would be the good a good time for them to like wrap it up because it's just hard to pretend that's not all happening. Yeah, let's pack. It's time to pack it up, pack it in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Lauren, have you ever met a Kardashian? No, but I've been really close to Kim. How? Uh, (laughs) (laughs) um, My friend was working at Watch What Happens Live, and they did a live show in L.A. with, like, a big audience. And so she got me tickets, and I got to – I was pretty close, and so I got to take pictures, you know, from the audience and, like, zoom in really close on her. And she was perfect. She was truly perfect, and everything she said, I was like, yep. Like, I just, like, loved all of it. I I was fully on board. Everyone says she's so nice and cool and normal. Like, people love her who know her. I think she really might be. And during the break, she was, like, very funny. Like, not even, you know... It was just like kind of casual conversation with her and Andy. And I was like, she's so normal. I just like loved it. <laughs> and I laughed and I was like, um, I need to be her. Like there was just that feeling of like feeling sad. Yeah. <laughs> it feels so good. It feels so good. But then afterwards, there's like a, there's a pretty severe a drop off. It's like doing Molly. <laughs> Have you met her? No. no. Never been <sighs> in the vicinity. Of I did Kardashian. go to high school with Rob Kardashian. <laughs> That's crazy. The sock Wait. empire. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. A uh, pretty big freaking deal. Uh, he was like the hottest guy. He was like Mr. Sexy. I was like in seventh grade and he was a senior star of the basketball team. What? Really? Yeah. He was like That's the insane. hot guy. Everyone had a crush on him. Wow. Yeah. So um, I'm in Hollywood. <laughs> like, I. <laughs> but then know. you must have gone to school with other famous people. I'm guessing. Oh yeah, some some pretty some pretty fun ones. Um, okay, uh, Albert Einstein's grandson. What? <laughs> ben Einstein. <laughs> Caroline, I told you not to tell anyone my backstory. <laughs> <laughs> he was adorable. Yeah, that's that's crazy. Amazing. It doesn't get better than that. His um, grandson, or yeah, I think oh. great grand or great. I think it was. Oh, okay, maybe great. I was like, when did he die? Because I also feel like he's one of those people where like he probably was alive way later than I realize. Yeah, yeah, um, he was definitely born in the 1800s. It must have been his great. It was definitely his great. Yeah, yeah. Okay, fair enough. But his name was That's Ben Einstein, amazing. and he looked just like Albert Einstein. That's crazy. So adorable, right? That's very cool. Yeah, um, there, that's a lot to live up to. Yeah, uh, he was like a normal dude. I remember I went to school with the, this girl who was like really rich and like her parents. It was only described to me as her parents were the people who supplied the meat to Burger King. To me, that was very <laughs> famous. Of course, I went to school with the Bikram Yoga kids. Their dads hey. were the yeah, and they were like super flexible. <laughs> they were, and um, yeah, just like a lot of fun, just stuff like that. Yeah, I was like, you know, the poorest person in my high school. I was like on scholarship and I, my first car didn't have air conditioning and my mom bought it at a police auction for $2,000. Wow. And my peers had G-Wagons for their first car. 
Wow. So good. I'm so just jealous you had a car. I wish my parents would have got me a janky car. What did you uh, drive? Nothing. I oh, didn't get my license till I was 18. Uh, oh, well, that probably could, played a role. In me Who, being a crazy person later? Or no, I mean <laughs> in them not giving you a car. Like you didn't know. Whose fault was, is that? Yeah. No, I'm not in fault here. <laughs> I will not. Why didn't you learn until you were 18? Because no one was going to get me a car. So I was like, what's the point? You're, you, you're putting this on them. They're putting this on you. Like, yeah. Watch my stand up special for more. <laughs> okay, I will. I'm actually very excited to watch no, it. No, I'm not telling you to watch it, though. I'm not. I, like but that. I literally was planning to anyway. So I don't care. <laughs> Ladies, stop fighting. Please stop. Okay. I mean, I wish we had more time to go through everything in your bag. I'll just say the last thing that caught my eye. The a rosebud salve lip balm, but in like yes. a really weird flavor, tropical. I don't like rose scented stuff. Um, and those balms are really amazing. And I hate rose. So they had other flavors or whatever. And the tropical one is so good. And it's very nourishing for your lips. Wow. Look at her. Now, do you I'm have a moisturizer that. recommendation for me? Because you probably know a lot of products that I don't know. Well, let's step back. What skin type? you have I struggle with this but I think I have like my cheeks are kind of dry but my t-zone is kind of oily so it's like combination I guess that's textbook combination yeah textbook combination now am I supposed to be using two different things or is there like okay no I don't think so so I'm super dry I'm very very dry so I'm kind of the moisture hydration expert and there's a product that got released this year that's my new go-to for hydration and it's the drunk elephant f-balm and it's referred to as a mask but you can use it as a face moisturizer and to me that's like solves all my dry skin issues i just slather that on at night and you're i wake too up dry you're you're you have that is like you are so you have the driest skin in the world fuck you <laughs> Lauren just said that she's combination but she wants a moisturizer. I'm going to recommend a product by, I'm really into Korean skincare. There's this brand oh, yeah. called Crave Beauty with a K. And they make amazing, really nourishing, like high integrity skincare that's really affordable. I'm writing it down. She's writing mine down, Esther. You um, like that? It, they well, make well, I want to write down Drunk Elephant too, but I've been afraid of Drunk Elephant because I feel like it might be hyped up. It's very expensive too. That's part of it. I'm like, I spend money on like Sephora and then I don't like half the shit. Check out something That's called the, the return policy comes through. I know. I've never taken them up on that. Sephora is a library, Lauren. It is not a store. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I need to get into that. Check out the Oat So Simple cream from. Okay. Yeah. I'm a big, it's really nice, nourishing, moisturizing, but, but not too moisturizing. Love that. We love it. We love to see it. Lauren, you said it all. <laughs> I mean, you're a busy woman. I assume you have 45 more podcasts to record tonight. So I, I do not want to keep you. I have to watch The Hobbit 2, actually. So, Oh, God. Yeah, Are, I need to. Do you want to stay? Like, do you want to <laughs> go? Like, what? Where's your head yeah. off? Wait, is that The Desolation of Smog? It is. Wow, you got a smog tonight. Yeah. So I am I just watched the first 40 minutes before we did this. I have to break it up in chunks or I lose my mind. So <laughs> I will watch the rest after this. But Okay, well, you're about to fucking go full full smog. Yeah, smog yeah. I did. I saw smog at the end of the Hobbit one, and I thought it was a cool character. 
Um, so I hope that it's good. I don't know. Are you okay? <laughs> no, I'm not okay. Okay. And by the way, like everyone told me I would, first of all, I don't like Lord of the Rings, but everyone said I would hate the Hobbit. And then I liked the Hobbit more than the other ones. And so I think that I'm like broken. Yeah. That's, that's a confusing place to be for sure. Yeah. Yeah. But it's hard. A lot, you know, of, hot, a lot of hotties in Lord of the Rings. You've got Orlando. They don't really do it for me. I actually prefer the Hobbit crew where they're all like really weird looking and like funnier. Like, yeah. Okay. I feel that. I can't remember any of the actors besides Elijah Wood. I was like going to try to drop some names, but. um, What's his name? Oh God. I Not Sean Astin, whatever. No, the other guy, Martin Freeman. Yes. Yes. And he's so cute. So funny. So yeah. cute. Well, Lauren, you've got your smogs. You got your smog full. Yeah, smog I full do. of smog. Don't forget to moisturize your smog and like just have a good smog. I will. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you. I'm sorry we sidetracked so much. I I do. We have to have you back and get more beauty, or people are going to kill us. So I loved. That- I love talking about noodles and company honestly I could have talked about that for an hour so (laughs) okay good um okay good well thank you so much Lauren everyone thanks for having me listen to Lauren's podcast watch the wrong Missy on Netflix watch the between two ferns movie on Netflix yes and even if you don't like Star Wars or Lord of the Rings you might like my podcast because we don't like it either so (laughs) it's something that we all have in common Uh, Lauren (laughs) and Nicole Byer together like that's a dream team if I've ever so funny she's the best Lauren, we love you. We're so love you guys. Thank you for having me. This was so fun. Thanks for doing it. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. Podcast Network.